Turn your phones. Turn your Bible to the book of Samuel, chapter 4, and verse 19. This is, um, this really where we're reading tonight is the end of an era. It's the end of a... One Samuel chapter four. One Samuel chapter four. You got it? Yep. And this is the end. Obviously, we're going to finish this chapter, but this is the end of a sequence of events. Now, just to give you a recap, Israel is in a place. They're in Israel now. They're in their place. So the Hebrews are in Israel. And the place where they go to worship is a place called Shiloh. So they are, they're in this place, Shiloh, where they've set up the tabernacle. God has told them what he wants. God has shown them what he wants. And he has given the Levites, the, 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 the priesthood. And Eli is the high priest. Eli has two sons. Anybody tell me their names? Going through this for a couple of months now. Phineas. Phineas and Ophany. He's had two sons. I don't know what it was, but it was funny. He had two sons. And his two sons was robbing off the people. They was thieves. They was abusing the people that come to worship the Lord. They was doing so much wrong. And God said to um, Eli... If you don't deal with these, then I'm going to have to deal with you. That's how it was. And then Eli was was told to put things right, but he wouldn't. He was people prophesied for him to do it, like Samuel. Samuel heard the voice of the Lord speak to him and tell him all what's going to happen. And then Eli said to him, Samuel, this little boy. And Eli said to him, Samuel, tell me everything that God said. And then he told him. And then Eli said, well, God's God. He knows what's best, let him do it. There was no cry for mercy. There was no cry of repentance. There was no cry for help. Eli was just willing to go, right, I'm not repenting. Just let the dark, just let it, what, let God do what he wants to do. And it was sad and it comes to a place where God had said what was going to happen. God give a, if you like, he told him, he said, look, Eli, because of what you've done, and because of your children, this is what's going to take place. None of your family will live long. Your sons and you will die at the same day. That's what's going to take place. And I know Joseph from last week and the week before, he, he, he spoke about this. Uh, uh, the two boys that were going to war, they was losing. 5,000 men died to the Philistines. And they were losing the battle. And they said, I know what we'll do. We'll take the Ark of the Covenant. We're going to take the Ark of the Covenant and we're going to march it into the camp. And they did, they took it in, there was a great shout amongst the people and the Philistines was a little bit of afraid. And they said, let's not be afraid, let's keep going. And they did. And they slew 20,000 Israelites, took the Ark of the Covenant and killed Eli's two sons. So they killed Phineas and Ophni, they died. 
And then a man ran from the army to tell Eli what had gone on. The Ark of the Covenant had been captured. Your two sons have died. He slipped up, slipped up on his chair, fell backwards and broke his neck. He died that same day. And that's where we pick up the story in verse... Well, I'll go from verse 18. It says, And then this happened, he made a mention of the Ark of... So he told, told them about the Ark of the Covenant. And Eli fell off his seat backwards by his side of the gate. And his neck was broken and he died. For the man was old and heavy. And he had judged Israel 40 years. I mean, he led Israel for 40 years. That was verse 18. Verse 19 we're going to go from. But, so this is a combination. This is what God had foretold. This is it coming to place. So before we read verse 19, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I do pray, my Lord. Lord, I pray, my Father, that you give me the word to say and the attitude to say. I pray, my God, that you minister to your church, you minister to the hearts of the people, Lord God, and that we would have an understanding that we'd learn something from you this night, my God. I pray and I ask this in and through the precious and wonderful name of Jesus. Now, this is a strange story, a strange part of this, and I'm going to read it out. It says, Now his daughter-in-law of Phineas, this is Eli's daughter-in-law, Phineas the son, the wife of the child due to deliver, and she heard the news that the ark of God was captured and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead. She, she bowed herself and gave birth to... to for her labour pains come upon her. And about that time, her death, about the time of her death, the woman who stood by her said to her, Do not fear, for you have a son. But she did not answer, nor did she regard it. And she named the son Ichibod. Am I getting that right? Ichibod. Ichibod. Ichibod, I like. Ichibod. How are you getting Ichibod out of that? Who? Disney film. No. Do you want to sing it? Right, can we just draw this back? Alright, I'll call it Ichibod then. Saying, the glory has departed from Israel because the ark of God has been captured, her father-in-law and her husband and, and she said, uh, and she said, the glory has departed from Israel for the ark of God has been captured. Now, she's got told this news and she's had a son and this woman has an understanding of it because as she, she lays it out in importance, if you like, she says, the ark of the covenant has gone, the, my father-in-law's died and my husband. And later on it says the same thing. In the ark of God, in... Uh, in verse 21, she says, The ark of God has been captured, and because her father-in-law and her husband had died. She listed it as importance to Israel, or what was important to her. First of all, it was the ark of the covenant. Now, I want you to think about this. They've, where did the ark of the covenant get made? Where, what point of Israel's life did they get, get the ark of the covenant? Well, that was right back in the book of Numbers. Right the way back. That was when Moses was about. 
This is years later. They made the Ark of the Covenant and the presence of the Lord would come and sit in, on, on where the Ark of the Covenant, on the beaver seat. And that represented so much to Israel. They, when they brought the Ark of the Covenant out before, they'd won battles because God had told them, marks this before them, they'd won battles. They've done it. And the presence of the Lord was with these people. It was a, a pillar of cloud by day, to keep them from the sun, and a pillar of fire by night, so it would keep them warm but bring, bring light. They had the presence of the Lord. No other tribe of people, no other people on the planet of the earth could say that they had the God. They had God. God was with them. No other people could say that they were God's people. There was a, a mixed multitude. There was also Gentiles that get saved at this point. There was Gentiles that come out of Egypt that were saved with them. But God's promise was to Abram, Isaac and Jacob. It was the promise of his people. And God said, I will put my presence among you. And he did in the form of an ark. So these people for years, this woman, she was a young... Her father-in-law was, was a high priest. And could have been the high priest before she was even born. This girl, this woman, she hadn't known anything other than the presence of the Lord was with her people. She hadn't known it any other way. She knows that the Ark of the Covenant is a precious thing. It was there, it was in the Holy of Holies, where people come and, and um, made sacrifice. They come to meet the Lord. These things took place here. This, for generations, the generations before it died, all the Israelites to that point, they've never known anything other than the Ark of the Covenant and the presence of the Lord is there. And how God set it up, and how God would set up the, the, the priesthood, and Eli would be the priest. He would be the high priest that would go in and, and make sacrifice for the whole of Israel. And our, our husband was going to be in line to do this job. Our husband should have been the man to, to step up and do it. But this woman knew something. She said that for the Ark of the Covenant has gone. My father-in-law is dead and so is my husband. What was she saying here? What was, what was so upset that she had lost her husband? We, yeah, I could say she lost her husband, she was grieved over that. I could, you know, don't say that was a good time. I'd say that she was grieved over her father-in-law, not because he was just her father-in-law, but because he was the high priest. And she lists the Ark of the Covenant first. So the, the setup that Israel had, the blessing that Israel had, they had God's presence, the high priest, and the, the lineage to take it on further. It all gone. It all gone. And then when she has this son, she's like... When I read this, I feel like this woman's give up. Because she, the woman, she said, Take, do not be afraid, for you have bore a son. What is she saying by that? What, what does she mean by that? She is saying, it's okay, you've got a son. He can be the priest, he can go on. It, the, 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 the line can go on. That's what she's saying. You've had a son, he's a child, he can, he can take on the priesthood, he can do it. That never pleased her. Because the art was gone. The priest line had gone. Everything had just gone. And she said, I will call this son Ichibod because the Spirit of the Lord has departed. This all happened in one day. 
So the, the Ark of the Covenant's gone that day. Eli's died that day. The sons have died that day. She's died that day. The son has born that day. It's all happened in that one day. In an instant. Quick as a flash, it's all happened. Probably in a matter of a few hours, this has all took place. And we see this and we think that this all took place in one day. This all took place in one instant. But it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. We think that this took place, yeah, the result of it took place in one day. But God warned him for years and years and years. For years and years and years, God put a warning on him. Eli, if you don't do what I'm telling you to do, then this is what's going to happen to you. If you don't repent, Eli, and put right what's wrong, this is what's going to happen to you. Now think about that. Think about that in mind in your life. If we don't heed the warnings of God's word, if we are in sin but won't repent, if we're constantly lying and won't put it right, if we're, if we're living in, in sin, if you like, but we won't repent of it. Although over the years you might think, oh, it's taken a long time, it's taken a long time. But the culmination of all that can catch up with somebody. Do you know sin can catch up with people? Do you know that? Sin can catch up with people. And Eli wouldn't hear the warning of, of God, that God directly spoke to him. God directly told others. He directly spoke to him all the way through. And because he wouldn't deal with it, he left it go for years, he left it go for years, he left it go for years, until he's got to a point, it's all happened in one day. There's a warning there, there's a warning there, there's a lesson there for us. You know what that lesson is? Put right what's wrong when God tells you. That's the lesson. Put right what's wrong when God tells you. Do you know, we, the Bible says, do you not know that sin desires to have you, it crouches at your door? That's why when we come round the Lord's table, that's why when we have a relationship with the Lord and He puts saint in our mind, we repent of that. It's when, maybe I, I believe God is gracious. I believe that if somebody is, I don't know, maybe having a, a dodgy deal, I believe that God will cause him to repent, cause him to repent. And then sometimes God says, right, there's only one way I can do this. Because I want a relationship with you. Because I want you. I'm going to have to let you get caught and found out and then you will repent. Do you know, we've dealt with lots of people, lots of people in sin, lots of things that's gone on. And sometimes people only repent when they get caught. They're caught out. And then they repent. And we think that's unfair or God's judged harshly. No, God's warned all the way along. God's warned all the way along. This man has been told and told and told many times, many different ways, and it's all come upon him all at once. And she said, the spirit of the Lord has departed. The glory of God has departed from him. We're now a people without the presence of the Lord. We're the people without a high priest, without a people without a lineage. It's all gone. My father-in-law didn't listen. And now it's all gone. God had other plans. 
And later on, probably in chapter 6, we'll hear about other plans. The other plans was that Samuel, the book that this is named after, God already had a plan and a purpose. He'd done away with, if you like, the, the, the time of the, the high priest, and he brought in the time of the prophets. The prophets then, Samuel set up the kings, and it moved forward. But when God said that, I'm going to have to do away with your line, Eli, there ain't going to be an old one of yous live. Not, no, you're, not going to sit, you're not going to make old bones, that's it. But that was the judgment. And for years and years, he didn't take warning, so it's all happened in one day. But there's something else reminded me here. That when I read this, that, that she had cried out, she called, it, called her son Ichibod because the, the glory of the Lord departed. But the woman herself, the woman that was there that held, held the child, said to her, do not be afraid, like you have a son. Don't be feared, have faith, you've got a son. But this woman never felt what she did, what Phineas' wife did. She felt the presence of the Lord go. She knew that something had gone on. And this woman was saying, like, oh, look, there's, another, look, there's a son here, it can keep going. And she said, I'm going to call him. Before she died, she named him. The Spirit of the Lord has departed. There's a warning for all, all of us. All of us. God will not be mocked. He won't. You can get away with something for a little while. You can get away with things for a little while. But when God takes away his presence from you, would you even know it? Would you even know it? Because I'm reminded of somebody in the Bible who didn't know. Who, who can tell me somebody that he didn't know the Spirit of the Lord had left him? Who can tell me who that was? Samson. Samson, in, Sam, in Judges chapter 16 and verse 20. Samson gets caught up with Delilah. Samson gets caught up with Delilah. He says, um, tell me the secret of your great strength. So he tells her. He lies to her. And then he wakes up and says, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. And the lie that he's just spun her, that's what's happened. Then again she said, you've made a mockery of me, you've made me look like an idiot. Tell me the secret of your great strength. So he tells her again. Made a mockery of him. <laughs> then that's what's happened. And he gets up, wakes up, throws the, the Philistines off of him. This old foe again, this army again, throws them off. What is, what is Samson doing here? What's going on? Do you honestly think, because I don't, I don't think Samson was an absolute idiot to not think what was going on. I think his dabble with sin left him that weak and that, that, that way that he couldn't, he couldn't see what was happening. He couldn't see. And when she did get the truth out of him and she shaved his head, and in chapter 16 and verse 20, it says, Samson got up as he did before to throw the Philistines off but he didn't know that the Spirit of the Lord had already departed. He didn't know it. He didn't feel it. There are times, there are times, when we read about the, the Corinthian church, we read about the church, when God says to him, he says, your conscience has been scarred as if with a hot iron. Do you know what he means? 
You can't feel when the presence of the Lord is there anymore. You can't feel, you don't know the presence of the Lord anymore. You're dabbled with sin so much, you just don't know whether God's listening to you or God's not. You don't know that the Spirit of the Lord has departed. To the angel of the church of Ephesus, I hold this against you. You've forsaken your first love. That's what he said. They didn't know that they had done that. They had to reap a, 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 hear a warning for it. When we read about the seven churches of Israel, when we read about them seven churches in the, in the book of Revelation, there was the mistakes that people made. You've become wretched, wicked and blind. And that's what he would preach. Now this here is, when we look at this with Eli, and we look at what this woman has said, and we look at this woman holding this baby, she didn't know that the Spirit of the Lord had departed from Israel in the way that they knew it at that time. They had the Ark of the Covenant. They had the high priest system. They had the lineage to take it on further. All that had just gone. And this woman was broken eyed because of what had happened. I kind of want to think that this woman was a, a godly woman. It's going to be obvious that she, didn't, she wouldn't have wanted her husband to do the things that he was doing. No woman in her right mind would. She seems to have a high regard for the things of the Lord, a high regard for the Ark of the Covenant, a high regard for her father and all the priests. And then she said, my husband's died too. It seemed to be that she had a high regard for it, and now they've gone. She knew the meaning of it. She knew what has gone on. The Spirit of the Lord has departed from Israel. What are we now? What are we now? Church, what are we without the Spirit of the Lord? What are we? Well, what are we doing? We're just meeting up, singing a few songs, having a laugh, having a joke, reading a few scriptures, walking out of here exactly the same way. We need to know that the Spirit of the Lord is amongst us. He's doing a work with us. How do you know the Spirit of the Lord is with you? Because He won't leave you in your sin. If you're doing something that's wrong, He'll tell you. <coughs> He will tell you. <coughs> How do you know that the Spirit of the Lord was within you? Conviction. Conviction is the greatest thing that Christians have got. Do you know why? What is the Holy Spirit's job on this earth? Is it not to convict the world of its sin? Is that not what it does? Points you to Christ. Convicts you of your sin and points you to Christ. We need the Spirit of the Lord in our lives. We need the Spirit of the Lord in our lives. So that we don't get left astray. So that we don't make our deals with, with the world, if you like. God convicts us. We move on. We repent. We move forward. And every time that we repent, God is able to forgive God is able to forgive. He wants to forgive. We see that this ear now is the end result of Eli's disobedience. I'm done with it. I'm moving on. I'm going to use another. That is so sad, isn't it? Think about that. Eli wouldn't repent, would not do it. Oh, let God do what he wants to do. That's what he said. He's God, let him do what he's going to do anyway. Would not cry out for mercy, would not repent. 
He left God with no option, didn't he? He left God with no way out. When God convicts us of sin, when God convicts us or teaches us to do something, if we are disobedient, what else does God, what other options has God got? Tell me. There's not, you, do you know every person here has got a free will? Every person's got a free will. On conversion, it never gets taken away. You've got it. Free will. That's why it says, for whom that would believe. They have a free will choice to believe or reject. That's it. You don't have a free will choice not to sin, you're going to sin. That's going to happen. But you have a free will choice to believe, except Christ. You have a free will sitting in this place to do the will of God or not. He does not take that away. Eli had the free will choice to do what was right, and he never done it. The culmination left him to this place. A judgment where God has moved on from him and he's going to use something else. So I want to tell you something about our churches. Tell you something about us. There will be a time, there will be a time throughout history we have seen other missions growing the things of the Lord, growing the things of God, and then the world creeps in, the, the people don't start to repent of their sin, they seem to live with sin, and God removes himself and starts with another group of people. You have the Methodist, you have the, the, the Pentecostal movement, you have the, I can't think of many others, but you have all, all loads of others that, that, that look, we see the hand of the Lord in, and there they're not, they're just shadows of what they once was. Salvation Army, great, great works at the beginning, now nothing. What happened to them? What's happening to the church in the world today? Yeah, it's alright for sin, sin's okay. Do you think the Spirit of the Lord's going to be alright with that? No. He will choose another. And let that be us. Let that be us, Lord. Don't let us abide in this. Don't let us put up with it. Let us say what's wrong is wrong. Let you be right. Let your word be true. Let sin be wrong. So there's a, in this we have to understand that God removed himself in this way because of Eli, this one man and the way that he dealt with it. But it was a judgment on Israel, on Israel as well. This was a culmination of how Israel had got. They had become fat and lazy. They lived in this land flowing with milk and honey. They wanted everything to their own pleasure. It was easy for them there. They had easy living. They never had to wander in the wilderness. They never had to do these things. They grew their own sheep now. They, they, you know, they, they had pleasure. They had fields. They had fences. They could do what they wanted. And there was a judgment to it. And that's why when Samuel comes, he starts being the prophet. And it says that he, he prophesied to Dan right until to the north, to the south of Israel. And everybody knew that he was a prophet. Because he spoke the truth in the word of God. And caused people to fall back under repentance. That's what he did. He caused people to go back to the Lord. And brothers and sisters, there's a truth in this message for us tonight. God will not, will not be mocked. There is a time personally that God will remove his presence if you're in sin and won't repent. He will remove his presence. He's always there. He's always saying, repent, ask of me, lift up your hands, turn to me, I'll forgive you. Put your face towards me and I'll forgive you. There's a personal in this, like we see with um, Samson. And there's a if you like, a national way of it. There's a church of it. 
When we start becoming man pleasers and going to church because it's a, a nice club to get in. When we become lazy in our own churches, when all of us, we're not spreading the gospel, we're not teaching the truth, it becomes a social gather. And I believe the presence of the Lord will go. At this present point in time, I believe the presence of the Lord is with us. I truly believe that. I believe that for the work that the Lord is doing amongst us and amongst their people. I do believe that. If I didn't, I wouldn't say it. But we have to strive to keep going, to do what's right. To do what's right. If Eli would have repented, it wouldn't have happened this way. It would have continued. If he'd have dealt with his shoot, it would have continued. But because he didn't, he wouldn't. God's Spirit, it seemed that the Spirit of the Lord had departed. What they knew had now changed. What they had been brought up on has now completely been removed. It's gone. And that's why this woman was so heavy-hearted. Not just because of the loss of her husband. And she listed it as an importance. The ark has gone. The presence of the Lord has gone. The religious system's gone. My, like, where do I go to lay the high priest? Where do I bring my offering? That's gone. My husband's dead too. What, what more is there? She is upset this way. And that's why she named that child Ichibod. Still want to call him Ichibod, but anyway. Ichibod. The spirit of the Lord had departed. It had gone. The glory of the Lord had gone. Brothers and sisters, I'm going to finish with this, but I want to tell you something. You know what makes you great? Christ. Do you know what made David great? Was God. What made Moses great? Was God. What's going to make Samuel great? Is God. What was Eli without him? Nothing. Where did he end up? Fat, like myself. Falling off his chair and breaking his own neck. Because he would not do what God had told him. There is a, there is a great lesson here. And these, when you read these four chapters, and I encourage all of you, go on, read the four chapters together, one after the other. Now, I know we've taught them, but read them together. You will see it clearly how it, the picture is. This is what God said. This is what God did. This is how God said it. This is what God did to rescue them. And I believe that God gives us warnings all the way through. When I look through my Christianity, the mistakes I've made or the things that I've got caught up in, God has warned me not to do it. When the Bible says bad company corrupts good character, what do we do with that? Do we say, well, you know, we just go and mix a little bit. What does the Bible say? Is that not a warning? Is that not what he says? So we have to take it on board, brothers and sisters. We want the Spirit of the Lord in our lives, we need the conviction of the Holy Spirit. We need to come under the sound of the Word of God so that the Word of God can do something in our lives. And you know what we need to be? Men and women that are obedient to what God says. That's it. Next week in chapter 5. Is it next week? We're here next Tuesday. Next Tuesday we're in here? Yeah, we are next Tuesday. So next week we're in chapter 5. And it talks about how the Philistines dealt with the Ark of the Covenant. Read on ahead, read chapter 5, read it, you 